Welcome to Martha Runs the World, a podcast with a new take on running, fitness, and all things health-oriented. I'm Martha Hughes, your host, and each week I present a new topic that is of interest to all runners. Welcome to episode 175 of Martha Runs the World. Francis Kwok is my guest today. He is a longtime ultra runner. He's done so many races all over the U.S. He has lots of stories to tell. We have many mutual friends, and he's going to refer back to a past guest, a guest who's been on two shows, past shows, Tony Wen. He'll talk about Tony, so if you haven't heard the episodes with Tony, uh, I will refer to them. They are past episodes. Tony is is also endorphin dude. He's pretty well known in the running community. So uh, go ahead and look up those episodes if you want and, and listen to those. It's pretty interesting. And we also have a mutual friend, Michael, who is a very, very good friend of both of ours. And that's the references that he makes, if you don't know. He goes, who are these people that he's talking about? Well, those are the people he's talking about. (laughs) But he has great stories to tell. He has a wonderful, wonderful running history that I know you will be interested on hearing. So that is coming up next. And do not turn off the show afterwards because I have a little update on what's going on with me in the last couple weeks And that is today's show. So first off, here is Francis Kwok. Will you welcome to the program, ultra runner and New York City resident, Francis Kwok. Hi, Francis. How are you? Hi, Martha. How are you? I'm doing great. You recently finished your first ultra, a 50-mile distance since you had surgery. What race was it and how did it go? It was the Jackpot Ultra. outside of Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, I think it was February 19th. I could be wrong. Um, it was, I signed up for the 50 miler because I have a hundred miler in May. So I wanted to do a 50, um, on a fairly flat surface in decent weather and fairly non-technical. Um, and jackpot ultra popped up on ultra sign up and it's a two, Point one seven seven loop, uh, half road, half asphalt, and half gravelly trail with minimal elevation gain or loss. So you have your own aid station every two point one miles. Um, you can't get lost because I can get lost in a in a paper bag. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looked like a great atmosphere. A couple of friends were doing it, um, Tony and and Michael Tatum from San Francisco and my cousin was in town um, with her son. So we decided to make a trip of it. We stayed a few days after the race. Um, The race went well, a little sore uh, the first 15, 20 miles. And then I was fine throughout the race. Um, And I finished in about 18 hours. I know that it is really slow for a lot of people, but that is usually my speed for an eight, for a 50 miler. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. I'm glad it went very, very well for you. So what hundred miler are you doing in May? So you interviewed um, Jerry Tabios a couple of mm-hmm. uh, sessions ago. Um, he and I actually see each other every May at the New Jersey <laughs> trail series, three days at the fair at the Sussex fairgrounds. So it's a one mile road loop. I know that is, mind-boggling for a lot mm-hmm. of people but it's one mile loop around the fairgrounds there's a six-day race i know that's kind of um uh deceiving based on the name of the race there's a six-day race there is a three-day race there's a 24 day 24 hour race every single day of the week there's a 12 hour there's a marathon every day and a 50k every day so it's like an ultra fest um, so I'm doing the three days and the race director this year has allowed anyone who wants to do the three day or 48 hours or 24 hours to start any day during the week. So before you can only do the three days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 
This year, I'm doing the race Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I'm going to volunteer in the kitchen probably two or three days afterwards and or just sit by the park bench and cheer my fellow runners on. But it's a I'm signed up for the 72 hours. I probably won't take all 72 hours, but I just need that cushion based on my injury. Mm. Wow. Yeah. I remember him talking about that race. That sounds like a really fun time. It's, it's a great family atmosphere. A lot of people bring their family. There's tents, there's a tent city. There's three or four barns that um, runners can use that get out of the rain. They pitch their tents. Some of them who, who do the six day race will actually rent RVs for the entire six days and they um, will sleep in there. There are, um, showers in the men's and women's room. There's flush toilets. And the beauty of it is there is a full kitchen serving food the entire six days. Mm. There's a walk-in refrigerator. There's a walk-in freezer where you can leave your stuff. You can use the kitchen if you want, but they serve hamburgers, hot dogs, quesadillas, chili, soups, rice and beans, um, coffee, tea, hot chocolate, the entire six days you're there. Wow, that's wonderful. See, I've I, and I've forgotten too that. Uh, yeah, it's May in the East Coast. You're going to get rain. You are going to get rain. You get every weather system during <laughs> the race. I mean, you get rain. You can get thirty degrees. There are days it could be eighty, eighty-five degrees. There's no shade on the course. There's zero shade. Mm. So if it's 85 degrees with really high humidity, it is a suffer fest. Uh, I, you know, I love those, those races in a one mile circle. I, I do one every New Year's Eve, New Year's yes, Day. Field. Yeah, I love that one. I, you should come out and do that sometime. It's fun. I, I want to. It's, I'm just worried about the constant right hand turns you can you you can turn you you don't have to go that way you can you can go opposite direction every time oh really yeah you just have to go around once it, the way one one way the way they tell you and then you can go the opposite way you don't have to go the same way you can turn every time i did not know that all you the only thing you have to make sure is that you just cross the time pad yes. that's all oh cool yeah yeah, it's nice. They make it, it's coastal trail runs. They make, yes. they, they are probably the most runner friendly, uh, running, uh, running, uh, company, trail running company in the Bay Area. They, they just make things as easy as possible, but, but difficult too. I mean, they don't make it easy as far as running goes, but they make it right. easy, easy for the runners to, right. to do their races. Oh, that's. that's- that's good to know now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard. I mean, it, it, because you only have 24 hours if you want to do hundred miles, but you can do a you know, lesser distance too. Right. But it, and it's, it gets cold and chilly out there because you're right by, by the, the water. Right. Well, you're by the bay and, and the ocean and it's, and it's going to be, and it might not be as cold as the East coast on New Year's, but you get that chill. So it right. feels colder. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember before my beautiful view. Oh, it's my God. It's amazing. I I, I did it this year. I only did six miles and I walked it six hours and I walked it, but it was, it was just really nice to walk it without pain, without pain. The last time I did it. Oh my gosh. I, I did it last year before my surgery and I could just feel the chill in my, my arthritis hurt so bad. And and Michael, our our mutual friend, Michael, he got really mad at me because I was crying. It hurt so bad. He says, he says, you have to stop. And I said, I don't want to stop, but I I did stop. Yeah, Michael has zero mercy. He's zero mercy, (laughs) zero compassion. your bone must be jutting out and it'll still make you go out for a loop. No, well, no, he, he, he made me stop because he knew I was hurting so bad. He said, Martha, you have to stop. I said, I don't want to stop because I was crying. He knew how much I hurt. hurt so, so, so he, he, so he was right. And I said, okay, I still Are you going back this year. Oh, of course. Yeah. This next year, because I, I want to do 12 hours and, and probably do the 50 K because I want to do, I want to, if I can, I wanted, I would like to do a 50 miler at, um, at the grand masters in Arizona next February. 
That's my goal. That'll be a nice little tune-up race. Yeah, because I've never done. I've only I've done three fifty k's. I've never gone fifty miles, so I'd like to do that. Fifty miles is a nice distance where it's hard. There's a lot of dark moments, but at the end, the distance is so satisfying. Nice. You know, 50K, and I don't want to belittle 50K, Mm -hmm. but a 50K, you can get away with, you know, a gel, some Gatorade. You know, a 50-miler, you need to dial in your nutrition, your hydration. And if you don't, you're not going to be successful. You could get away without dialing in your nutrition or, or hydration in a 50k and you could probably survive depending on the race and the terrain and the weather. That's why 50 miles are so much harder. Um, But even some 50ks are brutal. And anyone who does, you know, a highly technical 50k um, is some really badass in my book. The elevation is is the hardest part. I, the, I did one at Mount Shasta, 50K at Mount Shasta, and that was hard. That was with when my hips first started hurting, and that was really hard. And the elevation was really hard, but I finished it, so it was good. Listen, finish is, is better than not finishing. Yep, yep, absolutely. So you, now what did you have surgery for? Ah, so this is a lesson learned. Okay. Never do a hilly 50 miler two months after a flat as a pancake hundred miler. Oh jeez. Because because you will you will and I had one for a long time, a heel spur <laughs> that was starting to cut into my Achilles my right Achilles tendon. <laughs> so it wasn't a total rupture, it wasn't a total tear, but it was enough that I couldn't walk, run, walk more than six to eight miles without limping in in pain. So the hundred miler was in October. I did. The, I tried to do the fifty mile in December. I pulled the plug at thirty miles. I went to PT for December, January, February, March of 2021. It wasn't working. I I just couldn't get rid of the pain. Um, Went back to my orthopedic surgeon who sent me to an Achilles specialist who said, look, you can do all these other things, but eventually, whether this year or 10 years or 20 years, you're going to have to get rid of rid of this heel spur because it's damaging your Achilles. So you can wait, but you can't run anymore. And you really want to do surgery when you're 65 or 70 on a, you know, a bum Achilles. So we agreed that move, removing the bone spur, looking at what the damage was in my Achilles uh, was probably the best option. So we scheduled it for June, uh, right after Father's Day, which is kind of ironic. Um, and surgery went well. Um, it was not a complete tear, but it was like a nick. And they cleaned it up. Um, was on a boot and a cast for s- almost seven weeks, clear to walk without the boot or cast right around August and clear to resume easy walking right after, right around Halloween. Um, And, you know, us runners, we really don't listen. So, (laughs) you know, he said, take it easy. Don't do anything stupid. Um, You want a steady uphill progression of running you don't want to go you know from zero to 60 in a in a month but but unfortunately that's what i did um so i started walking right around august 
I was doing five, six mile walks three times a week. Got up to 12 miles a day, two or three days a week. Then cleared the run. But I didn't really run. I was mostly walking five or six blocks, running. And I, I do use a quote, running, four block. So more walking than running. And then I did the Jackpot Ultra. Uh, a lot of running, no, a lot of walking, not a lot of running. Um, but I finished. And now I'm working on reversing the ratio of, of walk-run to almost 50-50. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the goal is for the rest of the year, do about 75% running to 25% walking. It takes time. You just have oh, yeah. to take time at it. It's only been, what, six months for me since my surgery. I do right now, I'm doing two minutes running and three minutes walking. And I mean, slow running. I mean, 13 minute oh, yeah. mile running. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, slow, yeah. Yeah. you know, so I'm, I'm doing, and that seems to work well. I did 10 sets of that yesterday. And before I started running, I walked, I walked 10 minutes and then afterwards I walked a mile. So I put in a lot of work before and after of walking and that, that, those 10 sets that, that felt great. I didn't feel any pain. I didn't have any soreness in my quads or hip or anything that felt really good, really, really good. So I, I, I feel that that was okay. I'll increase that. I'll try to increase that now. Say I'm not, I didn't run today. I, every other day, I, I don't want to do it two days in a row. So tomorrow, because any sign of pain, mm-hmm. you really need to back off and, yeah. and yeah. either decrease or stop for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to push it because no. you really don't want to re-injure yourself. You go back and, and you have to do the surgery all over again because you did something you shouldn't have done. Well, a lot of it too is strength training. There's a lot of that with, with me to get, to get my quad, my right quad strong and right. enough to handle it. So I do a lot of strength training. I've got the band work. I do a lot of uh, a band work to get the muscles strong and strong again because they are really weak. <laughs> so there's right. a lot of the extra stuff that goes into it. I think, you know, PT is so important, mm-hmm. even though, you know, we all complain about it and we hate it. It is a necessary evil. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the most important part of PT is when you're not a PT, you're doing your homework, your exercises mm-hmm. at home. Mm-hmm. If you don't do that, then you're, you're just beyond the eight ball. Absolutely. I say do everything your your physical therapist tells you to do because they're wizards. They can perform magic. Right. I swear to God they can. And you do everything they tell you to do because right. they know what's best. They do. I swear they do. They really do. What has been your most difficult race? I guess the most difficult race mentally is that 100 miler where you're doing that one mile loop and you pass your car or your tent, or your or or your RV, every mile, and it's just so easy to sit in your car, sit in your tent, sit in your chair, and relax. Mm. And you've got you have to not do that. It's just so easy just to say, "I'm going to sit for five minutes," and then five minutes become ten minutes, and then you sit every mile ten minutes, and that just eats up your time. And yeah. the one mile, I mean, you're literally, mm-hmm. to me, it's it's the best course because you zone out. You know, there's no rocks, there's no roots, there's no potholes. You don't have to worry about any of that. And you just either run or walk and you just zone out. Um, that's why I love that course. But the downfall is you pass your aid station or your car every mile. And it's so easy to say, I'm going to take another break. But you've got to keep going. It's a trap. It is a trap. It is. Yeah. It is. it is. It absolutely is. I mean, my first 100 at the race, it's 2, 3 in the morning, and it's raining. It is pouring out there. I'm sitting at the kitchen area eating a cup of soup, 
And I'll never forget this. Steve Banfield, who is a regular there, who is a good guy, is yelling at me. Who he's volunteering at two in the morning at, at the at the kitchen. He's yelling at me, Francis, get your butt out of that chair and get moving. And look at him like Steve. It's raining. I'm cold. I'm eating my soup. I don't care. Get out. It's like, okay, fine. And he throws me out of the aid station. Good for him. He deserves a medal. It's like, oh, okay. Okay. He's done his job. And then at mile 88 of the race, it's it's a beautiful day. It's one o'clock in the afternoon. It's it's maybe 75 degrees, very low humidity. I'm at mile 88. I'm sitting down at the aid station kitchen again, having a burger. The co-race director, Jen, walks up to me. He says, hey, Francis. Hey, Jen. How you doing? I'm doing good. That's a good-looking burger there. Yeah, it's a good-looking burger. It's a beautiful day out. Yeah, it's not raining. Nah. It was pouring last night. Yeah, it was pouring last night. It's a beautiful day. Yeah. <laughs> and she's nudging me. And she's like, you know, it's a good day to go for a run. It's like, okay, Jen, I get the point. I, I just like forget it. I put my burger down and I start going. It's like Michael, zero compassion, zero sympathy. Oh well, well, if you want to talk about Michael, just just as 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 an aside, when um when the when COVID hit, I lost my job, so he would take us. He would say, "Let's let's go for a run." And so we would go out to all the all the trails in the Bay Area and the, uh, along the peninsula here or Marin, and a lot of them were closed, but we would go on them anyway. <laughs> we would. I know. I know. They would say, hey, "Let's go. Let's go out today." So I, was, so I said, "Okay." And it was the only thing that it kept my attitude positive was to get out because I, I was really bummed. Cause I lost, you know, obviously lost my job. So it was just, just such a great mood lifter. It just uh-huh. felt really good to go out and just to get on these trails. It, it was awesome. When it gets tough like that, like in the rain or something like that, or you're on a really difficult course, what do you tell yourself to keep going? I'm never doing this again. <laughs> I just, just, just let me finish. And I promise you, I'm only doing 50 mile, 50 Ks from now. I'm never doing a hundred. I'm never going to do another 50 miler. I'm just going to do a 50 K. I'm never doing this. And that's, I, and I say that to myself until I get to the finish. I'm never doing it. No, no. And then you I'm find another, and then you find another race. Oh, look, another, look, a hundred miler. Yes. You, 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 you gotta let the, let the pain, and the memory sort of fade a bit before you sign up for another hundred. Mm-hmm. Or at least your toenails got to grow back. Yeah, there you go. How do you train for trails living in New York City? We'll be right back. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG. And we are the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. Ah, so, you you know, Manhattan has Central Park, right? Mm-hmm. In Brooklyn, we have our version. It's called Prospect Park. Okay. Um, and it has a, like Central Park, there's East Drive and Center and, and West Drive. It, it basically circumnavigates the park. Mm-hmm. The difference in Prospect Park is there's a little bit of a trail parallel to the East and West Drive. And you can piece together a decent trail by looping the park. It's only, I think, a little over 5K. Um, 
And if you're really adventurous, there is a fairly decent trail system that goes deep in the park. Um, there are parts that it's okay to do in broad daylight on a busy day. I would not recommend going into that trail system at night unless you've got SEAL Team 6 behind you. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> because, you know, I, I did it at like 5 a.m. once and, you know, two guys step out of the, the tree line and I almost wet my pants. <laughs> because, you know, who's stepping out of the tree line at 5 o'clock in the morning except us crazy runners? Um, but they came out of nowhere and I literally had a wet spot. <laughs> but there is a, a trail system in Prospect Park. Um, it's mostly gravel, dirt, a little bit of roots, a little bit of rocks, just to keep it interesting so you're paying attention. Um, but that's where, at least I go. There is a Greenbelt Trail in Staten Island, which is, another, which is a borough of New York City. It's really technical. Lots of roots, lots of rocks, down trees. It's almost like you're in the forest. Um, but you got to drive there, park your car, and then um, and get back. Mm. That, you, you, you'll never know that you're in the middle of New York City in, this, in the Greenbelt Trail in Staten Island. That's crazy. Um, have you ever watched the – have you ever gone to watch – it, I think it's in Brooklyn, isn't it? The Self Transcendence. No, that's Queens. Oh, it's that's that, Queens. Yes, oh. it's thirty-one hundred miles. Oh, that's around. Queens. Okay. Yes, it's one. It's literally one block, maybe one big block long. Oh, okay, that's Jamaica Queens. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, have no, you ever I've never been there? I just wanted to go visit. Yeah, that's crazy. Thirty-one hundred miles. Yeah, that now. Hell no. I, I, why was it, I always want, wondered who has 52 days to spend? I mean, who has that kind of time? Don't these people have like lives, lives? You know? jobs? <laughs> exactly. <Family>? Right. <laughs> I mean, I don't... The, you're not allowed to race at night. Okay. So at a certain time, they, they, they close the course and you can come back in the morning. Right. Um, so they, they, they go back to the hotel or room or wherever. But I'm, I just can't understand how someone could take off more than a month. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. That's that's fifty two days is a long time. Unless you're super fast and you could finish in three weeks, four weeks, and you're back at work. I mean, you could blow all your vacation time that. Well, way. yeah. Or if you're retired, I guess you could yeah. do that. Yes. Right. I guess you could do that then. Um, so, what are some words of advice you can give to beginning runners? There's no shame in walking. There's no shame in walking. Hydrate early and often. Eat early and often because once you're behind the calorie count, it's so hard to catch up. Take care of your body. Take care of any pains, any niggles, anything that that doesn't feel right early because once it becomes a major injury, now you're taking significant time off. Um, volunteer, you know, if you ever want to feel what's it like to run a 50 K a hundred miler, a trail race, a marathon volunteer, um, even if you never want to do it volunteer, because that's how you give back to the community. It's true. How'd you get start running? Oh, 2004. My then company sponsored a team for what was then called the J.P. Morgan Corporate Challenge. It's in Central Park. It's a 5K. You know, you could run it in 15 minutes or you could take an hour and just leisurely stroll through the park. I did it and I could barely walk down the stairs to the subway to go home that night. Hmm. I could barely get out of bed the next morning. And I said to myself, Next year when we do this, I'm going to do better. So that whole year, I started walking three or four nights a week, two, three miles at a clip. 
and I did the next race and I finished in 45 minutes. And then I said, let's try running. So I did a bunch of little 5Ks, four milers, five milers, and then I injured myself because I did too much too soon. Mm. So I took some time off and someone at the job was training for the New York City Marathon. So she planted the seed of running a marathon. And I said, let's do it. I've never run a half. The most I did for a race was a five miler. And I set my sights on a flat, easy, generous cutoff time race. And I registered for the New Jersey Marathon in Monmouth County, New Jersey, which is part of the Jersey Shore. It's a two-loop course. Um, and I did it. I finished it. And I, I stupidly drove home that morning or that afternoon. And I could barely get out of the car when I got home. Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I'm in so much pain. Oh. And I said, during the race, I'm never doing this again. I'm never <laughs> doing this again. I get out. I get home. I don't do anything for a month. And I'm thinking, you know, <laughs> if I if I could just run a little faster, <laughs> I could have done that. So I said, I registered for the Disney Marathon. I did that. I'm thinking, hmm, you know, if I... During the Disney Marathon, I'm thinking, I'm never doing this again. This is stupid. <laughs> and I get home and I'm thinking, you know, if I did this, I could do it this time. So I registered for the Long Island Marathon, which is only three months later. Because oh, no. I wanted to use my training block for the Disney Marathon for the Long Island Marathon. And the day of the Long Island Marathon, it is pouring rain. I was like, oh, this is going to suck. And it's a weird course. Half of it is running on a highway 13 miles. So you go six and a half miles out. You turn around six miles back. And it's so bad. The weather was so bad. They abandoned the aid stations. Oh, crap. They pulled, they pulled all the volunteers. So there's literally these picnic tables on the highway with Gatorade and water in the rain. And that's it. You are fending for yourself. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I said, oh, my God, I just want to finish. I just, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> at, mile, at mile 20, the sweeper bus comes by. And the guy opens the door and it says, you want to get in? And it says, how many more miles I got? He said, oh, you got four or five. And I says, no, I'm going to finish. I said, okay. And he drives off. I, I, get, I get to mile 24. He comes by again. He says, you want to get in? And I says, how many more miles I got? He said, about two. So I'm going to finish. So I finish. That was my PR, five hours and 50 minutes. Wow. And that beer tasted so good. Yeah. And then yeah. I walked a mile in the rain, back to my hotel. You know, that mile probably helped you too, though, walking, because that helped loosen up everything. So I got back to the room. My wife looked at me like, did you go swimming? Because <laughs> you're dripping water everywhere. I said, Just leave me alone. <laughs> no mercy. <laughs> zero, like I said, zero sympathy, <laughs> zero compassion. So that's that, that's the long story. That's great. That's a great story. See, I love that. What is your favorite race distance? Fifty milers. Sounds like it. It's enough. I have a rule. I have a rule. Mm -hmm. The rule is, I do not do a race that it takes me longer to get to. And get home from, then do the race. Because <laughs> I won't do a race. So if, I've, if I'm flying to California, which is what, six hours? Yeah. That's 12 hours round trip. Mm -hmm. That's a 50 miler. Mm. Makes sense. 
So that's my rule. Mm-hmm. So 50 milers are tough enough that you really got to think about it. And you know it's going to hurt. But at the end, it's really fulfilling, at least for me. Yeah. You can say that for any distance, whether it's a 50K, a half marathon, a 5K, a 100-miler, or 200-miler. But for me, the 50-miler is enough emotional, physical, and psychological investment that makes it worthwhile. Makes sense. Where's the farthest you've traveled for a race? San Francisco. Oh, wow. So what race I did, did you San Francisco Marathon twice. Oh, that's a tough one. I've done that before. The downhills are brutal. Oh, the uphills are nasty. Oh, my God. Right (laughs) after you get off the the Golden Gate Bridge, Mm -hmm. there is this downhill. Yeah. Oh, my God. I like the downhills, though. (laughs) No, no. I was with the pace team, and the pace guy said, I'm not running this. This is dangerous. (laughs) You will fall. And it says, I agree with you. <laughs> see those uphills brutal, oh my god up. the uphills are brutal i think that's the best part of, that's that's the best part about ultra running is that you get to walk uphills i love that part <laughs> yes and and like i said there's no shame in walking it's like you know when i started doing ultras i said you get to walk uphills <laughs> i'm so i'm so happy with that <laughs> You can walk up the hill. You can walk down a hill. You can walk through the aid station. Yeah. Grab your bacon. I know. They don't have bacon at road races. No, they don't. No. no. <laughs> they, have, they have Gatorade. Yeah. <laughs> so the funny thing is, I did a 50K in May in preparation. F- I, I think, you know, I did my double marathon in May at an at a ultra, and I did the San Francisco Marathon. and by mile four or five, right by right before the Golden Gate Bridge, I'm thinking I'm hungry. Where's the A station? I need a burger. I'm serious. I need. I'm starving. I I already went through my gels. I got nothing left. And I'm thinking there's got to be a place to get something to eat. <laughs> there wasn't. I've only done it once. When I did it, when we. When you go through uh, Lower Hate down to the mission, there was this nice lady who had fresh fruit out, and that was really nice. That that was nice. She just had a little table out with fresh fruit. That was cool. What saved me was exiting Golden Gate Park, and you're right at Hate Ashbury. Mm-hmm. There's a deli right by the public. <laughs> I popped into the deli, and I got something to eat because I, I was. I'm not kidding. I was starving. <laughs> I was starving. I'm like, I need to eat. My problem is that a lot of times when I'm when I'm running, I have to, I I'm not hungry, so I have to eat. I have to eat something, but it has to be a very small amount because I really don't get a lot of hunger. So I have to force myself to eat something, and I have, and I'm, and my stomach is really really picky. So bacon is good. Small amount of bacon is good, but like I just have to be it, it. My stomach is just gets in moods where I can only eat certain things or else it's going to not, not be good. So I just very particular. I wish I could one, eat it. One of those people that could eat anything, but I can't. One, one of my favorite snacks is baking bits in mashed potatoes. Oh yeah, mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes are good. You know what else is good? I like this too. Is ma- is uh, mashed sweet potatoes with honey and peanut butter, and mash it all up and put it in in, in a plastic bag. Now that's that, an interesting combination. That works really well. I I I try to make all my own snacks. Um, I put peanut peanut butter is like my go to in anything. I I take dates that uh, pitted dates, and I put peanut butter in them, and I take those with me. That's that's an amazing snack. That is an amazing snack. And I also, and then you, if you mash sweet potatoes and put honey and peanut butter and mash it all together and put it in a Ziploc bag and just take mm-hmm. that with you, that's, that's, or you get those reusable baby food containers. That works really well. That's a really good, and, and it doesn't cost you a fortune like those right, right. store bought stuff. It, it, it's easy to make, easy to eat. It's delicious. It's really good. 
That's really good. Yeah, that works really well. There's a even just a peanut butter and jelly sandwich that that's usually, you know, quarter peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That works really well for me, too. If, if they don't have anything else, that that will work for me, too. That's a good one. But but sometimes I just I just have to really be careful because like like tailwind, I can't do tailwind. That does not agree with my stomach. Cannot, cannot, can't, I can't, I can't even tell you the times that I had to make a bad dash to the, to the porta potty because of tailwind. I said, oh, can't, can't do it, can't do it. Have you tried noon? What's that? Have you tried noon and you, you, and? Yeah, noon is great, but it doesn't have any nutrition in it. Right. What I do like, I like heed, hammer heed. That mm-hmm. works really well for me. And that has a hundred calories in it. So, and that doesn't, it doesn't have any carbs or any sugar in it. I think right. sometimes the sugar in the, in the, um, in the drink mix doesn't, doesn't, right. the glucose right. or something doesn't do it, but the heed works really well. That's, that's great. Noon. I like, I love noon when it's hot out. That's perfect. That's perfect. That's really, really good stuff. Um, let me see. What do you prefer to race in? Do you like cold or hot heat? Cold. I mean, heat. Sorry. See, like, heat, 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 heat. Yeah. Heat, yeah. Heat. That way I can work on my tan. <laughs> do you, well, you, you're probably used to the, that humidity you have out there. Yes. I once did the New York Real Runners Queens Half Marathon in in July and it was like 85 Ugh. degrees at 7 a.m. Oh, that like, was that was not fun. And like 90 90% humidity. Ugh. Oh, it was it was not fun. I was Ugh. like, why am I doing this again? You should, you should do races in Florida. Well, I run in Key West. Um, oh my August. gosh. And once again my wife said, "Did you go swimming?" <laughs> you like, you, you, you do the Keys 100. No, that's okay. A friend of mine did. <laughs> And I said, Janice, you don't like the heat. It says, yeah, like, why? It's just because it's flat and I'm by the ocean and it's heat wet. <laughs> okay. Well, she's also friends with Tony. And that's what he recommended, Keys 100. I was like, Janice, you're from Michigan. You're going to be training in the winter in Michigan for a summer race in Florida. <laughs> Well, my past guest who's who's friends with me on Facebook is up, David Castro. He lives down there and he does that every year. No, 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 no. <laughs> but it's like no, it's so hot no, down there. No, so no. many bugs. I, I no. have I have family in North Florida and it's just like uh Florida, no, it's nice, but humidity, bugs, flat, not my scene. <laughs> Well, one year when I did Disney, it was 19 degrees. That's free. You're kidding. Really? It was warmer in New York. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We went to the I went back to the expo because I didn't have enough clothes. So I had to buy a beanie, (laughs) a jacket, uh, gloves. It was pretty sad. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I. I can deal with heat. See, I like dry heat. I don't mind dry heat. Desert heat, I don't mind. Don't Jackpot mind Ultra. But let me tell you, dry heat is no joke. No, no, it isn't. It no isn't. Joke. Nope. Nope. Well, I'm going to do the Grand Masters in the desert. That's like no out joke. in the Arizona desert. No they, joke. They have that in February around the same time. No That's joke. A, you, you should try that one year. No, no, no joke. <laughs> no, no. It's like stepping into an oven. Yeah, yeah. No, no. You should try that race though one year, Grandmasters. Well, they have everything from the marathon. They have the marathon, fifty k, fifty miler, and hundred miler. It's out in the desert. It's out in north North Arizona, right at the corner of like Utah and and Nevada and Arizona and all that little corner out there. It's kind of cool. And you have to be fifty fifty years or older to run it. Oh, I passed that a long time ago. I know. Well, me too. But it, but it's kind of fun though that that they have that age requirement. It's kind of cool. So I thought that would be kind of fun. And and, and the uh, cutoffs are very, very generous. I mean, you cool. have like, you know, you have like forty eight hours to do whatever distance you want. That sounds good. I know that's, that's my kind of race. Yeah, my kind of race. I was gonna say like that's my race. Exactly. 
exactly. And you can camp if you want, or I think there's there's hotels not that far away. But it's kind of kind of cool, and it's not a wild. It's not too wild and crazy like Havelina, which is not really my scene. It's just just little wild enough, not not too much. Well, Havelina is deceptively hilly. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I mean, th- this one, I think th- it, it has like, there's like one loop of like 25 miles and the other loop of like 14 miles or something like that. But it, it, it all adds up to, to one, one whole loop of the course is like 50 miles and it's like 4,000 feet elevation gain, which is not really wow. that much. That's not much to me. I mean, as far as, wow. as far as, as far well, for me, that's not that much. <laughs> But I come from races where I I I did what five thousand elevation in a fifty k, so that's not that much to me. Wow. Okay. But it but it's gradual. You don't get it all at once. Oh, okay. It isn't like you go up one gigantic hill. Okay. It's it's like you know five hundred here, two hundred here, thousand here. You know, it isn't. You know. Got it. It's hilly. It's not. It's not like all. And I, it might not even be that much. I. I, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't remember. It's been a while since I've looked at it. But it's. But you get some elevation. But uh, it's. But I mean. It's not. It's a 50 miles, so it is. So it's difficult in that it is 50 miles, but it's not. A, it's not like it's Rabbit Run or something like that. Where Exactly. So how do you balance training, work, and family? I run home. Really? A week. Really? Mm-hmm. I run through the streets of New York. Um, and it's about, depending on the loop, I can do either 12, 15, or 18 miles, depending on the direction I, I take. Wow. So, so do you, what kind of pack do you use for that? I have, can I, can I mention it without? Please. Oh no, please tell me everything. Nathan Vapor Craw 12 liter. Vapor 12, 12 liter. And what is it? Vapor Craw? Yep. The Nathan Vapor Craw. Craw. Okay. Okay. I mean, remember Rob Craw? He won. Oh yeah. 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 That's cool. But the, the thing about running in New York City is, mm-hmm. you know, there's hot dog stands, there's delis, there's bodegas. I mean, if I have to, I can pop in and um, get something to eat. And I usually do the same route. So I know where the bathrooms are. Um, there's an REI that I can pop into. Um, there's a couple of Barnes & Noble. Um Along the way, I can stop at one, two, three of my company's offices, and I can use their bathroom. I've done it a few times. <laughs> um, and then there's always, you know, the hot dog guy or the, or the you know, the, the street meat guy. Oh, that's that's really cool. And now that it's lighter out, too, it's a lot, oh, yes, it's it's a lot better. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's no fun in the winter because it's icy and slick sometimes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's dark. By the time you start and it's dark when you finish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is I've I've actually been been considering that as soon as I get when it when I get to do a little bit more running, I'm thinking about that. But I need I need a better pack than what I have. So that's why I wanted to ask what you have. I mean I have a Nathan, but I don't think it's big enough to put my to put my um my scrubs in because I work in a clinic, so I have to find oh, something. Oh, well, what I do is I run home, so I leave my work clothes at home, mm-hmm. and then I bring them home the next day. I, I don't pack my work clothes back with me. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Okay, okay, oh, okay, got it. So you don't do that and every day. Then. Well, lucky for you, you can wear scrubs so that yeah. they're a little more collapsible. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I have to wear a suit. So mm. it's hard to fit your wingtips in your anything. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I can wear I can wear my running shoes. It's not I wear them all every day anyway, so that's fine. And I walk to work now, so not every day. Some because two and a half miles, not every day, but that's a um, nice distance. It is. It is, and it and it only takes me like 
maybe 15 more minutes than the bus because I have to take a bus and transfer. It's kind of a pain to where I go. It's not like in in a convenient spot. So it's a little bit. That's a nice, that's a nice distance. Yeah, it's not bad. Five Um, miles a day. Um, that, you get growl. Nice. You're getting your, your 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 steps in. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't I don't walk back. Know. I usually don't walk home because, especially like if if uh, we two days a week I work twelve hours and it's late and dark at night and I really don't like walking home in the dark. So uh, I take the bus. I I do walk. I do walk home part of it because just because the transfer. Yeah, and I and I take a different bus, which leaves me off in a better neighborhood, and I walk down. It's it just weird, you know. But uh, and I usually walk a mile home from there, so I get I get my I get my mileage in. Yeah, you do it. We do what we have to do when we live in the big city. <laughs> yes, but you you're so lucky. You you live literally next door to the Marine Headlands. Yeah. Well, the good thing about that is that I, since I live in downtown San Francisco, I don't own a car and I can take the bus up there. A lot of the areas in around here, I cannot get to without a car. I can get to the headlands so I can just hop on the bus and get over there, or I can go over the bridge and get over there, but that is accessible to me. So that is that I'm very thankful about. Yeah. I'm so jealous because, you know, you're in the headlands. Yeah, yeah. And that's, my gosh, there's no great, better training spot than that yeah. for any kind of trail you want. You want technical, got it. You want hills, got it. Flat, got it. So that's pretty cool. Now, I have one last question for you. And I ask this of all my running guests. If you could do any race anywhere, regardless of distance or qualification, which one would you do? I was prepared for this because I listened to your <laughs> podcast. It's preparation. Yeah, cool. Which one? I, it's not a. It's not a race. Okay. It's not a specific race mm-hmm. or a specific distance. Okay. It's a specific location. Okay. I want to run in the redwood forest in California. Oh, neat! Well, there are lots of races out here. I know. So, I, I just want to run through the redwood forest. That would be my dream place to run. Nice. Nice. The longer the better, but I'll take well, yeah. it. Sure. Well, you know, there are some timed races that are in, in the Redwoods. Yes. Like up north, if you go up to, I think there's one up in, there's a timed race up north by Humboldt that's like 12 hours, 6 and 12 hours that has a has a course that you camp out and you go run this course through for 12 hours i think it's pretty but sounds pretty neat. the redwood forest would be a dream yeah that would that would be really fun i'd like that i did that once i actually did the skyline to the sea in big basin unfortunately it got damaged by fire but um i did that I attempted to do the 50K, got it, did not finish because I didn't finish in time. The unfortunate thing with a lot of the race, the 50Ks in the Bay Area is that they have very strict cutoff times because they're in either in in state for in state parks or national parks. And they have these very strict cutoff times. So they're like eight or nine hours. And I can't finish these technical races in eight, uh, 50K in eight hours. It's like, nope, can't. I, and I thought I could do this one in eight and a half hours and I could, and I missed it by 20 minutes. You still finished though. I finished it. I got a DNF, but I finished. You finished. That's all. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm too old, too tired to, care if i get the medal i don't care about the medal i don't care about the buckle i don't care about the shirt i just want to finish and whether it's official or not meaningless to me yeah yeah no i i hear you i i would like to one day in my life i would like to finish one 100 miler and then i'd be done i just want to be just finish one i haven't ever done one i'd like to do one and then Go back and do fifty k's, fifty miles. I just, I just. Listen, if you want to do that, and you're on the west coast mm-hmm. across the years, yeah, that sounds fun. It's I a six day race. It's a yep. one mile loop, and you have six days to do it. But isn't that just on a track, though? No, it's it's 
like a campground. Oh, you just, it's you loop around the campground. Oh, because I thought that was on a track at a high school. <laughs> it used to be. Oh, it's not now. Oh, no. okay, okay, okay. Good. That's good. Okay. Because being on a track just ugh. no, no. I rather poke my eyes out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I rather hear Michael sing. <laughs> Rather ha-, ha I'd rather hear him tell mother-in-law jokes. Oh, about hippies. <laughs> but I will go. I want to get invited to that wedding between that cat and dog. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I want to be invited. I, I better be invited. If Tony's listening, I better be invited, Tony. Right. Exactly. Exactly. We want invitations. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. You have you have given me given us so much information and just about your experience and about your your running history and your knowledge. I really appreciate it and know the listeners very much enjoy this and and have great runs and I we want to hear your progress in the future and take care, okay? Francis. Beautiful. Thank right. you. Okay. Talk to you later. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you so much, Francis. That was really fun talking to you. It was a great, great time. It was just like talking to a friend. Well, you are a friend, obviously, but it was just like having a conversation over coffee or something after a great run. All right. I've had a very difficult couple of weeks. It has not been very kind to me. Let me tell you. I know we're going to have our ups and downs in in life, but... Jeez, it's been really, really hard. I got a great run in yesterday, which was my first really good run since the beginning of May. I got the flu. I was I got tested for COVID, so it wasn't COVID, but I got a really nasty flu a, a couple weeks ago, and I was out for a week. I was out. I was just kaput, out, done. And I couldn't run at all. I could barely walk, so that took me out. And then at the end when I was starting to feel better one of my back lower molars started hurting and I said oh boy here we go so I went in and I got that checked and it was infected I'm getting it pulled next week because even with insurance it's going to cost me over two thousand dollars to get a root canal and a crown I can't afford that who can afford that (laughs) I pay dental insurance and I can't afford that so $2,200, get a root canal and a crown, or $42 to get it pulled. So that's not even a choice. Until then, I have to take antibiotics. They didn't have an appointment. I mean, it doesn't hurt that much, and the antibiotics kill the pain. So it doesn't hurt that much, so I have to get it done next week. But So it's not an emergency. So until I get it done, I have to take the antibiotics. But the unfortunate thing is the antibiotics make me kind of very tired and kind of sick, so I can't really run when I take them. So I tried to go out and run Saturday, and I felt too nauseous and sick, so I came home. Yesterday, I decided, okay, I'm not going to take the antibiotic. First, I'm going to go run and then come home and take it, and that worked out great. So I had a really terrific run yesterday. So it's been, oh my gosh, it's been such drama and up and down. I can't take that. I just want to run. I just want to run. So today I'm going to go out, and I'm, I'm doing this over the weekend. I don't usually wait last minute to do my show, but, yeah, I, I've had to. So I'm going to go out and run today, and it's Monday. Like I said, I don't usually wait last minute, but <laughs> what can I do? And I do apologize for if you started to listen to last week's show and there was a, a little goof in it. Try listening again because I fixed it. I do apologize for that. It's fixed. It was done, and it's so embarrassing to do a goof. After doing my show for so long, you would think I wouldn't make such a rookie mistake, but I did. So I'm not making excuses. I'm just telling you how it is, and I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, I I never promote it, maybe because I'm not good at it yet, but I'm letting you know I do have a YouTube channel, and I have some videos up there. That is Martha Runs a World. I'll, I'll include a link on the website, which is MarthaRunsAWorld.com. So check it out. If you want to give on 
buy me a cup of coffee or Patreon, become a patron. That's all up on the website, MarthaRunsTheWorld.com. If you want to give me a race report, I don't know if you want to, but if you do, you can email me at MarthaRunsTheWorld at gmail.com. And that's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. I truly appreciate it. I really, really do. And uh, until next week, let's tie up our shoelaces and go for a run.